Hello and welcome to the Infected Action Broadcast, your uh, regular uh, show podcast that's released into your ear holes, uh, full of your favorite opinions from a bunch of anarchist goofballs out here in the west of Ireland. Um, today it's myself, Mouse, and my co-host. Hi, Cassie. Mm-hmm. I'm here again. Woo! So back back to the the regular. Uh, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, your regular scoundrels. Prepare your drone brains. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My drone brain, for sure. <laughs> Prepared. <laughs> I don't know if mine is. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very. It's a very early model drone. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like those uh, disposable drones. Yeah. 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 Okay. Or like an Amazon drone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's one of those. Okay, like yeah. But it's one of the ones that's away. like, you know, meant to deliver stuff to your doorstep, but it's probably just going to end up exploding in your chimney. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, absolutely. nice. Bring on the techno, the techno future. Bring on techno feudalism. I'm ready. Yeah. My body is ready. My, <laughs> My body partial is... cyborg uh, bionic <laughs> body is, is ready. I'm full of inputs. Uh, and I'm ready for the techno dystopia. Yeah, yeah. I have bought up property in the metaverse. Uh, I now exist solely uh, as non fungible tokens. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, all of my currency is in Bitcoin. Ah, yeah. So I'm ready, you know. You haven't uh, migrated to Ethereum? Uh, I also, yeah, I guess not. No, mm-hmm. no. Well, um, I guess we should uh, <laughs> talk yeah, about we should things. Talk about real things. Yeah, <laughs> move on from this fucking nonsense. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess I mean we have a few updates. We had our little event there. Yeah. Um, live ball. Yeah. God, that was fucking class. Yeah, it was great. Uh, there were some really good music acts. Uh, a bit weird. Uh, mm-hmm. A bit out there. Probably not your your usual uh, benefit concert. No, definitely not. And, you know, uh, some absolutely fucking banging tunes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there were some... Featuring Molly Noise. Yeah. Um, uh, fucking DJ Hypergiant. Mm-hmm. DJ Roswell. Uh, DJ Roswell, I believe, was a part of uh, KFC Murder Chicks. KFC Murder which Chicks. Which has a few oh, pretty fuck. cool people. KFC like, Murder yeah, Chicks. Yeah, which so fucking cool good. Oh, yeah. So fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, amazing musical experience. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, and we raised a bit of money. I believe the final figure we raised there was 500 euros, which is which really is, exciting. That's really stunning. Yeah, so, thank you all so much for donating. Yeah. Thank you all so much for being generous. Um mm. that is going to go towards getting a mobile home on the land, which is going to be like an office space for us. It's going to be an office space. It was going to be a space for other things as well. But yeah. The, it's going to mainly be an office space. Yeah. It's going to be right up at the front, kind of like uh, yeah. welcome stuff. Uh, I, you know, I, I think there's a few plans, like, you know. There's a few plans. Yeah. Uh, you know, having somewhere where we can have, like, you know, electricity and stuff is going to be vital. I'm thinking more like, let's put some chairs out front. Let's, uh, yeah, let's be yeah. able to do teas and coffee and stuff. Really, what we really need is a lot more seating. Yeah, well, that's true. And more shelter. I mean, yeah. with the rain coming in now, it's like, wow. Yeah, yeah. 
I know. I, I think <laughs> I think we'll be a fairly dry summer, though. I think we will mm-hmm. be struggling with uh, how dry it's going to be this summer because it's going to be super warm, yeah. super super hot, and you know. I've been hearing those predictions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get more into that stuff later, I guess. Yeah. But, um, you know, we've also been working on, like, vegetable bed and stuff. Yeah, we're getting started on growing our own grub, which is mm-hmm. pretty exciting. Um, so I think we're talking about putting in some fruit trees earlier. Yeah, Maybe yeah, not. We, we, we put in the fruit trees. We put in fruit trees. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know if we talked about it on the last podcast. Probably not. Uh, I'm a hack no. and a fraud, so I don't, <laughs> I don't remember what, and I haven't listened to yeah, that last podcast. I, I, I know your me- your memory's fucked, but we definitely did not. Okay, on, on the last podcast I was on, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so we we planted a load of uh, fruit trees out there. We've got a bit of an orchard going, which is yeah. pretty exciting. Apples it's... and pears and cherries and plums. And we were just saying it's a far cry from the way the land was when we first got this. Yeah, there was some. I I was looking over some pictures. It's it's pretty insane. It is. It's pretty. It, the difference is really striking. Like yeah. the land is so much more drained and uh, so much more fertile now. It seems to be. And the wildlife that's coming back. It, this is true. The wildlife is coming back. Something. Crazy. Yeah, a lot of birds at the minute. I'm noticing huge though. amount of birds, huge amount of like tadpoles, mm-hmm. um, huge frogs amount. for days, frogs for days. Yeah, yeah. less um, leeches than they were, but still leeches. We still have leeches. I guess yeah. they're a part of the ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. Not the most loved part of the ecosystem. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, medicine has come a ways, you know? <laughs> well, look, if you ever need to get your uh, sanguine uh, reduced, <laughs> we're, we're well set up for, uh, for old school humor fixes to problems. <laughs> uh, yeah. But we're also doing a, a vegetable garden as well. So, yeah, yeah, you know, we've, we've got orchards set up for kind of like long term kind of like fruit coming in. But we're, we've got a compost heap going and then we're, we're, we've built a, a raised vegetable bed as well. Yeah. which is quite large, you know, we should be able to plan a lot of a lot of things in there. I'm looking forward to just uh, seeing what comes out of that vegetable patch because yeah. it seems like it's going to be really good. Yeah, and the first of many, I mean, we're still talking about, uh, we'll hopefully get a polytunnel in maybe yeah, soon yeah, enough yeah. this looking, year as well. I, I personally would love to see a polytunnel because there are just so many things I want to grow that mm-hmm. you can really only grow in a polytunnel. Yeah. And um, just having a nice big one there um it would be amazing yeah uh, that's something i definitely want to see come to fruition this yeah. year um, yeah i mean it's it's all pretty exciting i guess in terms of uh in terms of more kind of like foraging stuff there's already quite a lot on the land too as well you know we've yeah. got a lot of hazel a lot of like wild hazel we've got you know like hawthorn which provides berries mm. and blackberries mm. and you know so there's already a lot of food for kind of like um, animals and stuff coming back and and you know it's so, nice it's nice to see kind of an ecosystem being created um but also that we'll all also be able to do a bit more like kind of like gardening for ourselves too yeah yeah and it, the, just the sheer amount of birds around at the moment is actually mm-hmm. astonishing like yeah can really? we say it, can we say it here controversial the enemy you know we, <laughs> we put in raspberries and you know it's about <laughs> to be war <laughs> 
Well, yeah. we, we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll, we'll find a neutral solution, a peaceful solution. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, what, 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 what else Future. is happening, happening in the world? I hear there's been some crazy kind of like labor actions happening over across the pond. In the States. In the States. In the States. Yeah, there's been amazing unionization going on in like the biggest companies, some of the biggest companies in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, uh, the Amazon, uh, Amazon has for like the Amazon workers in, I can't, I can't remember where, because I'm useless at this. They have the, the first, a first union. I think it's Staten Island. Was Staten Island. Yeah. 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 They have managed to form a union mm-hmm. against so such powerful and crushing fucking anti-union efforts on behalf of amazon just like amazon dishing out literally millions to try and prevent their workers from unionizing Mm -hmm. 4.3 million dollars u.s dollars i believe is the is the amount we're at that's an astonishing amount of money to spend on 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 union busting yeah yeah, I know it's shocking, and I was looking into it a little bit as well. Not only are they spending a huge amount, like they've got an internal uh, chat, yeah. and they've banned words on the chat, which includes. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> words union words like union. I think uh, oh, I don't remember all of them, but like compensation stuff <laughs> like that is. <laughs> compensation. But, but they've gone forever. They restrooms is a word they banned <laughs> on the chat as well. <laughs> I believe some of the other ones they've uh, banned is the use of the word equality, oh, uh, slavery, so just... Oh, <laughs> well, okay, yeah, fucking mask off, Amazon. <laughs> so just a, a basket, well, mask on, this is words that you can't type into the chat, so mm. people wouldn't know you were trying to use them. Wow. So uh, it's, it's shocking, it's absolutely shocking, you know, and yeah. I mean that 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 they can be so blatant about this kind yeah. of like anti-union action, and it's just incredible to see that in you know in spite of this, the the, the workers are getting organized mm-hmm. and are like seemingly more motivated even by all of this union busting. Yeah, and it's, it's incredible. Kind of, it, it is incredible, yeah. and it's like this this hasn't been seen in the American labor movement. For since the thirties, since bro. the thirties, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like honestly, it goes, it does really go back that far. Mm-hmm. It feels like the beginning of a labor movement mm-hmm. in the states, which is like, it's well, just, it's, it's it's the twenties, isn't it? It's the yeah, 20s it's the again. roaring twenties. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's what great. Time. It's great to. Uh, great to see and you know I for one uh, consider myself like a syndicalist you know Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I think that kind of like by using collective action like unions and co-ops and stuff you you like that is the the building blocks for change yeah you know and this is included both in kind of like uh, labor uh, and also in the sphere, I think more in the modern day than previously in the in the world of housing too. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, tenant unions are like making big waves. Yeah, and like that's just because the fucking the rent is too damn high to quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and landlords have their uh, their sob stories too. You know, I was looking uh, up some uh, landlord uh, sob stories. You know, <laughs> and there was one person. 
uh, in Dublin, uh, there's an article, I believe in the Irish Times, I could be mistaken, um, where a landlord was like, it's tough for us landlords. I had to uh, throw my tenants out because, you know, they couldn't afford a pro- uh, rent increase and everyone oh else gosh. in the neighborhood had put theirs up by uh, by 10% or whatever it was. So, you know, obviously I couldn't just let them live in a house of which <laughs> the rent remained the same and I had to throw them out. Uh, because that's just Jesus what you have to Christ. do. But I was very upset about it. That's just what it. you have to do. I was very upset about it. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, okay. this is the world that we live in. Like you know, we've become machines for just <laughs> you know generating capital for just property regulation, mm-hmm. and we have to take the power out of the hands of the few into the hands of the many. It's true. Like yeah. we need to. Un- it's the only. It's the only way forward. Like economically speaking, as well, because. Fucking everything is fucked. Yeah. As we're can probably get on to now talking about the news that broke today. Which which news is this? Or the fucking climate news that we're all gonna die. Yeah, so there was a there was a report um by I forget the name of the group. Um they're uh they're like a intergovernmental climate change body. Yeah. Um yeah. I think that is the one. It's like IGCC or something, like yeah. you know, Intergovernment uh for climate change or whatever research. Yeah. And they released a report recently to the UN uh kind of telling us how how how, how much we've goofed. In our promises. So, no country, I think, has actually hit its promises for climate change. Yeah, of course not. Because um, nobody, none of the fucking West is even trying. And they're just forcing all of their fucking climate, uh, their climate costs onto the third world. Why haven't they produced everything for us? Yeah. 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 And, and, and also saying, like, oh, they're going to produce more greenhouse gases because they're, they want to industrialize. Like, yeah. You know, you're yeah. going you're gonna to hear a lot of people say, like, oh, the largest uh, polluters are India yeah, and China. China. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This yeah. is because this is these countries didn't get to have kind of like the industrialization that the West has used to rob the world blind. You know, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. even as we speak, China is developing some of the the most advanced green technologies. Well, yeah. Well, I, China's I, gonna I'm save us. Much. If there's a country out there that can save us. I'm skeptical about how much you can do just on green technologies, but yes, if there was a country to do it, I mean China is shifting research into yeah. green hydrogen power. You know, which is uh, sparking. I was looking at it. Uh, the the steel industry is going to try and switch to green hydrogen as well. So it looks like hydrogen is finally getting its its kind of like push in the world as an energy storage mechanism. You know, it's essentially like a battery, but instead of having to mine lithium, you yeah. can just make it out of water. Um, it doesn't have to be purified water. So, you know, we have an abundance of that. It's true. Well, for now. Well, it can be seawater. It doesn't oh, really? have to be okay. like purified water. So. so that is, yeah, that is actually... You know, idea. so so there's, you know, there is a, there's a real kind of like market for using hydrogen as an energy storage mechanism. You can burn it like natural gas. So you can switch over natural gas facilities probably without too much altercation for electricity production and stuff like that. You know, and it means the highs and the lows, the peaks and the troughs of kind of like renewable energy, because um, the problem is, is a grid requires a specific amount of energy put into it. 
Mm. renewables they're unreliable they might produce a lot of energy but not at the times you need it you put it into hydrogen and you can release it into the system so you just have green uh, green energy generation and stored in these like hydrogen batteries which you can use like gas you can use it for cooking or heating or melting steel yeah Uh, yeah. and also that you can use it for turning immediately back into electricity to feed the electrical grid as well through electrolysis. So it's it's pretty exciting, you know, uh, in my fledgling years where, when I was going into science, uh, I wanted to, to be involved in kind of like hydrogen a lot myself. So I'm, I have a particular interest in this kind of build. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I, I really think there's a there's potential there, and you know, a lot of the time you can make pretty efficient, uh, like ninety plus efficiency kind of like hydrogen batteries using graphite as well, which is a very easy to get resource. You know, it would be really nice if like these fucking energy companies would actually go into developing stuff like this instead of like you know. Well, they own all the technology is one of the biggest problems. So there was a real kind of like a tech, technology like patent grab of like, so a lot of sci- scientists would develop uh, green technologies um, and what's ha- what would happen is the, the automobile companies or the oil companies or the energy companies would buy up this research and then make sure that it wasn't able to be used by people. Of course. In the West. Fuck that. Fuck which, people. Which is why China is able to do it because it doesn't have the same copyright laws. So we yeah. in the West have kind of goofed ourselves by allowing intellectual property to exist. Yeah. Uh, instead yeah. of the free exchange of ideas. Because we've been able to... If, if we lived in a fair and just society, we would have been releasing this technology yeah. as it was being developed, you know? Yeah. And we'd be well ahead of the curve. But Like, we, would, we wouldn't be fucking hurtling towards oblivion like we are now it's hard to say but we definitely have slowed the hurdle at the very least like you know but i think uh i think the statistics at the minute are um we need to reach our peak carbon output by 2025 so that yeah that's not gonna happen my you know there's some hope they're not completely unrealistic uh 2030 we need to have reduced carbon emissions from where they are now by 40 percent um i think 43 percent to be specific and by 2050 we have to be carbon neutral um which you know is probably not gonna happen nope but Uh, it's not unthinkable like now is the time that we have to be pushing for change you know we have to be uh we have to be storming government halls yeah uh, i mean fuck seriously yeah yeah we have to be developing national uh national projects uh for not only green energy we have to reduce methane which is a big problem in this country yeah you know we have to you know make the switch from from uh from burning kind of like coal and turf to keep warm like everything that's non-renewable you know has to be put into a renewable uh, state you know and that has to have a huge national push but beyond that I think on an individual level is we also have to stop consuming so much it's true like this fucking the consumerist way of life is just it's it has to go like it's not it's not sustainable in any way shape or form like you know mm-hmm. we have to be able to produce and consume locally 
Uh, yeah. That's that's the only way forward, really. Because, um, and like, you know, there's still going to be global exchange or global markets or whatever. But like, it's like, we can't have this. Like, I mean, do you remember in like 2020 when that fucking... That cruise ship, that that fucking not cruise ship, but that fucking what was it like, uh, container carrier yeah. ship, got fucking trapped in the Suez Canal, and all of the fucking trade of the world got fucked up for like a week and a half. It was beautiful. It it was truly beautiful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was. It it was. There were people making memes about the fucking ship being like a sexy anime girl. That's how beautiful this event was. Yeah. And we see also now with uh, with what's happening in Ukraine, kind of like how the how the the, the global economy is shifting loads. We're, we're understanding how far we are from actually being able to deal with stuff like famine. You know, Ukraine is obviously a large wheat producer. So yeah. is Russia. Yeah. You know, and as the grain output is being reduced to the rest of the world, um, we're like, crap, we actually yeah, rely yeah. heavily on that, you know. Yeah. Um, just even the threat that oil might be affected has driven oil prices through the roof. We're in an energy crisis. Most, mm-hmm. most people mm-hmm. who are just, you know, living as we live are struggling to heat their homes People, you drive are their having, cars. people are having to choose between heating and eating. Yeah. Um, and even food itself is uh, all grown with oil-based fertilizer. Like, you it's know. true. It's true. So even when we talk about consumption, we're also talking about, you know, like the, the food that you eat. You know, you have to be trying to make sure that you grow as much of it yourself or, mm. you know, that there are people in your community that are doing it in sustainable methods. You know, we have to realize, I think, that the world we're living in is, it's not good. (laughs) It's really not good. And it's going to collapse if things keep going the way they're going. Yeah. It's not sustainable in any way. And the fact of the matter is, once it collapses, if you don't have other things in place to produce locally, what are we going to do? Yeah. It, uh, like... It really will be kind of like chaos, you know? And that's not, like, the idea is not to try and scare people or give people a doomer mentality. I think the idea is to just say, like, you know, try to connect with your community, you know? Try to have community gardens that grow a lot of your vegetables, you know? Community gardens are, like, the best way to actually have a community. Like, even in, like, cities or whatever. Yeah. Like, you can find city spaces where you can make community gardens you know you know try and uh try and go off grid for as much as you can like you know if you can produce your own electricity and you're able to take yourself off grid that's an incredible thing you know if you can come up with a community energy scheme like you know if you're Mm -hmm. involved in kind of like uh any kind of community politics you know push for stuff like that where, you know, streets or villages will be able to produce their own energy themselves, you know, because the best we can kind of do is, is, is push away this kind of like looming crisis, you know. It's not here, but it's close and, you know, things have to change and recycling and cycling your bike isn't going to be the changes that, that are no. needed, you know, and... No. Like, we're all so isolated from each other, especially 
you know, coming out of this pandemic, even though, you know, the pandemic's not yeah. gone, but but even the like... The pandemic isn't gone, but at the same time, everything is kind of... But we've scary. learned to keep ourselves happy with, you know, fancy bits <laughs> and buying things and it's, it's like, that's mm-hmm. not... That also itself is not sustainable. Like, you know, we live yeah. in a world of fast fashion, disposable items... Yeah. Like, you know, like, what are those vinyl dolls called? Like, you know? Oh, Funko Pops. Funko I Pops. fucking hate those things. <laughs> Funko Pops. Death to Funko Pops. Are one of the worst inventions. I I despise them. <laughs> they, it's like, do you, do, you ever, do you ever make one of them, like, pit crew avatar things? I don't, I don't know. No, you're not, you're not a quiet anime girl like I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really not. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that, but with every possible create create like the, the possible creative element of it stripped away. Like every single one of those things looks exactly the same. Yeah, they really they really do, and um... and like it's it's weird though because you see like the NFT shit operating around the same kind of thing, mm-hmm. whereas you see these fucking like the the ape things, the ape NFT. And it's like, all oh, these fucking apes are the exact same. Yeah, I mean, NFTs are not about the JPEG associated with them. No, that's true. But, yeah, I mean... It's, <laughs> it's true. But, but I definitely... Yeah, I mean, it's it's the new <laughs> modern art craze. Like, you know, it's about... It's like owning a... It's yeah. like owning a famous art piece. Yeah. Like, you know... New art craze, same as the old yeah, art craze. It's, it's never about the actual picture that you see with your sure. eyes as much sure. as how do you move your assets around. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that the goofy apes make sense in a way because... <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's something that you recognize, but yeah, there it's slightly different. I think the point is here, though, that it's like this is kind of like representative of just our empty consumerist like culture. Like you know, we don't have, we don't have a society where we build our own things. You know, we don't connect with the objects that we own. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think Marx talks about this a lot about kind of like the alienation, not only from each other, but from the products of our labor. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it really is a big thing. You know, if you sit on a chair and the chair breaks, you're like, oh, that's just, uh, 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 you know, something I can just buy another one. It's yeah. a commodity. It's not something that you had to build yourself. It's not mm-hmm. something that you feel connected to. It's not something that even someone in your community had to build. Yeah, it was built in a factory somewhere, like, fucking thousands of miles away. Yeah, and probably different parts built in different factories that were assembled without one person actually sitting down and creating a finished product, like, you know. That's capitalism, baby. And and that over-commodification of the culture, you know, has just, like, it feels like every purchase that I make personally yeah. is just an empty, hollow, like, rush of joy that immediately goes out of my body. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely an element of that. Like, I mean, this, yeah, I'm like, I don't know, it's like this instant gratification that, you know, companies are kind of, like, dead set on you having. And, like, it it doesn't, at the end of the day, it's, it's extremely hollow. Like, yeah. like... Yeah. And and I feel like the best way to fight this is to, yeah, like concentrate on production within communities, like, mm-hmm. you know, to share knowledge, share resources, start things that 
to make stuff for each other, you know, there can be money involved, but have a deeper connection with the objects that you make, Yeah. you know, and also to just find ways to keep yourself happy for longer, like, you know, like, like connecting with other human beings, Yeah. you know, uh, going to experience art together, like, the actual true art experience, not NFTs, but yeah, yeah. seeing a bad play that was made by your friend together can be one of the best experiences you can have in life, I feel <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> oh, God, I miss that. Yeah, community theatre, uh, you know, live music, all this kind of stuff has this deeper meaning to it. Like, you know, yeah. it's a way yeah. of of satisfying that that need to consume but without it being so damaging and with it lasting longer and not seeming so hollow because you can talk to your friends about it you can relive yeah, it yeah it, it's just an all more round experience you know? yeah yeah it's like well you're you're you know it's like it's a social thing you know and theater has always been sort of like um you know a way to a way for like political thought to emerge so it's there's some interesting things happening in the theater world, at least as far as I can see. Yeah. In recent years, there's been some really good theater, and then the pandemic happened. So I'm I'm keen to get back out to the theater, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm living in the country now, so not a lot of theater out this way. Ah, I don't know about that. I think there there uh, I think there there has been and 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 will probably be revived kind of a lot of kind of community theater at this way. It's a bit more um it's not as highbrow maybe, but that I don't think that's necessarily a problem. In a way it's easier to connect, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, even if it's a bunch of uh local uh farmers getting involved in a production of Mamma Mia, it has a <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was um it has a way of running yeah. running deeper, you know. Yeah. Well, we didn't have a there was I don't know if there was a was there a Paddy's Day parade here? No, not in not in not in the village that we're in, not in Dara. Ah, uh, okay. Mhm. Well, um, yeah. Well, anything, anything else we want to talk about? I think that's probably good for today. I mean, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Uh, and sure, we'll try to be back uh, before too long again. Uh, thank you for being patient with how sporadic we are with this, uh, this podcast. If you want to try and find us, our email is affinitycollective at protonmail.com. Our website is affinitycollective.info. Uh, reach out to us there if you have any suggestions for the podcast or want to get in touch about joining or running events at our space. Please contact us through our email. Anything else you want to say there, Cassandra? Uh, no. Uh, just, uh, uh, no, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> my brain, my brain is just a fucking empty husk these yeah, days. Nice. Yeah. Fill it with stuff. Fill it with. That's the mantra. Yeah.